0: to the Sorting It Out podcast with your hosts Caesar and Lauren.
1: In a world where disagreeing has turned into divisiveness in a hugely problematic way, we thought it was worth taking time to practice thinking through multiple sides of an issue without villainizing the other perspective.
0: While we won't tackle some of the toughest topics on this show, we will practice exploring multiple vantage points together as we work through day-to-day issues as they arise.
1: Now, we're not experts, so we expect there to be some laughter, potentially some frustration, but we're really looking to push ourselves to be better listeners. And so we welcome you to join us on this journey as listeners and as conversation contributors.
0: And welcome, everyone, to the uh, special Valentine's Day episode of the Sorting It Out podcast with your hosts, Lauren and Caesar. Lauren, we're almost at uh, Valentine's Day. What'd you get me?
1: I got you everything you could ever want.
0: <laughs> Is that like a, a go fast part for the Mustang?
1: Or my love, just my it, love. How much horsepower
0: love. will that increase my Mustang?
1: <laughs> so it's actually unmeasurable horsepower that is how powerful it is
0: so you know what you're welcome in it. i can't go brag about it to the car guys yeah, hey you can. look at my car part it's unmeasurably fast you, you
1: can go brag they might not be <laughs> impressed that's on them for not understanding the true power <laughs> that exists
0: the true power of love it's you know unmeasurable the number of horses it equates to for a car got it mm-hmm. okay well, I appreciate. What did that. you? What did you get me? About that, um, you know, it's it's a special occasion. It's very secret because oh, um, we're not quite there yet. What what day is it today? It's the twelfth. The twelfth. So two more days, and you'll find out. As will we I. We're not
1: really Valentine's Day people.
0: We are not. We are not. We what don't. Do
1: we celebrate, but not with gifts.
0: We don't. We not Wait, how do we celebrate?
1: What? <laughs> Wait a minute. Does this does this mean you don't remember the things I've done for you for Valentine's Day? For Valentine's Day? No,
0: I do remember. I do remember. No, we. I mean, we don't celebrate with like your traditional gifts, mm-hmm. right? We don't make it a, you know how I feel about Valentine's Day being a corporate holiday. And
1: and you know how I feel about a reason to celebrate? Come on, why not? So we mean the middle.
0: <laughs> we meet in the middle. We meet in the middle. We try to do something nice. Well, last year we went it wasn't exactly valentine's day but we were in hawaii and uh i gave you your gift (laughs) the gift of a proposal
1: so how many horsepower is there there?
0: all i'm saying is that valentine should cover me at least for the next 10 to 15 years whenever we have to renew our marriage contract
1: good teaser (laughs) good teaser teaser. (laughs) But, but So because of Valentine's, love is the theme of today's love show.
0: Thank you. Yes. Love is the theme. So our, our sorting it out topics are going to be love-related question, uh, relationship questions that, you know, I think would be fun to talk about today. Uh, you want to say something?
1: I was just going to say, I wanted to, you know, last episode we talked about um, chat gpt yes we confused with gps
0: (laughs) yes you were very slow (laughs) pronouncing that i noticed
1: i made sure i said it right um it actually came up in two conversations this week at work for me then i didn't bring it up really yeah i just i actually appreciated the conversation because it primed me for
0: yeah you were ready for for it yeah Mm -hmm. Um, i keep reading articles every day about some new implication about GT, GT, gt chat gpt it's hard for me to say it too um you know bill gates saying something about yeah it's gonna change the way of we do things as we know it um noam chomsky who's like a a scientist i think he's also concerned about about the implications of it so it's it's a half it's a it's a discussion being had in the public sphere right now so Mm -hmm. we were ahead of the conversation
1: so good call. You found that. That was you know, I just when it truly came up, and not anybody <laughs> talking to me about the podcast or me bringing it up. I was like, wow. Yes, finally.
0: yes. Uh, so thank you for recalling that. So in our previous episode, we spoke about ChatGPT. Which, just a quick recap, it's uh, an AI chat bot that you know is writing research papers for people, writing books. I saw. I you know I met an individual who quote-unquote wrote a book or chad gpt did um, writing code helping identify code fixes it's doing a lot of things um and it's potentially gonna change the way humans produce creative products like write like books and research papers and music oh the other day speaking of um you know uh david Guetta, the the music producer Yes. Right. He's got several songs that I can't play because it's, you know, it will get dinged. But like this one, like, Hey, I heard you were the wild ones. Ooh, ooh. Okay. Wait, well, no, 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 I don't keep
1: going. I, I don't song.
0: Well, anyway, he produces these songs. He has these, like, very popular artists. He made a song with Eminem, but Eminem was AI generated so like it wasn't that, even eminem it was just eminem's voice that was produced by ai
1: so is that still protected by i like that's still his image right?
0: i know i don't know i don't know how that works and i i haven't even heard the song but i read it somewhere um and my immediate you know response is like or question to that is like well will the real slim shady please stand oh up my gosh. <laughs> No, more like was will, the real, set up for the- will the real will the real sim shady please stand up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, it was a setup. I'm glad we got to it. Uh, <laughs> I could deliver my joke. No, but it is like I'm saying, AI is now you know f- front and center. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm sure we're gonna have more topics in the future as more and more it, it you know, like bleeds into our everyday life.
1: You know what didn't come up this week, though? What? Nobody organically said, to live a disease-free life, would you be willing to give up a finger? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Somehow that just didn't make its way into It just did not make
0: it to. <laughs> um, yeah. Again, yeah. Uh, the question was, would you give up a finger for disease-free life? A
1: guaranteed disease-free life. Yeah.
0: Which we thought was a pretty easy answer, but we were trying to figure out what that meant. Um, if you want to hear about that, how we broke it out. Um, Episode 5, you can find that Alright, on our current episode uh, We're talking about love And I think the first thing I want to talk about is uh, Our boy Leonardo DiCaprio And not necessarily talk about him per se But he is in the news Um, He's in the public conversation sphere Um, For his mm, How do I put it? His dating choices?
1: Yeah right
0: yeah okay so you know leonardo's besides movies what is he famous for besides making movies
1: um dating young blonde women
0: (laughs) (laughs) supermodels to say like young supermodels right his whole life he's always been linked to one blonde women two in their early 20s And three, they're supermodels. That's like their job. You, they might be very pretty, but they actually are just supermodels or
1: actresses, right? There's been a few actresses in there as well.
0: Maybe like Blake Lively. We'll Mm -hmm. we'll show the graph, or well, we have a a graph that we saw. But anyway, um, he's in the news, and people are asking questions um, because he's 48, maybe close to 49 now. So let's, you know, he's almost 50. Which, by the way. You know Capri is almost 50. What the heck?
1: I don't think he would appreciate us rounding that up to 50. Like, he's, not 50 <laughs> and he's like, excuse me, still my late 40s. I, got, I
0: still got a few years. I hear you. I hear you. Um, so he is in the news because as a almost 50-year-old, uh, he's dating or he's linked to be dating a 19-year-old uh, Israeli model. 19 year old
1: which somehow just um as soon as you're it's a teenage year just feels different it feels different but talking about somebody in their 20s or someone who's 19.
0: yeah someone in their 20s or someone who's nineteen. but it doesn't make that much of a difference if she was like 20 and not 19.
1: probably not but it just it just hits different when you hear that
0: okay well, I wanted to talk about not Leonardo per se, right? Because Leonardo is not the only one who's doing this, this dating really young woman, way beyond his, you know, his age. Well, he's way beyond their age. Um He uh so he's dating a 19 year old, and we started talking about, hey, you know first what do you think of that age gap that's nearly 30 years then we started thinking about well what is the age gap where you start questioning things because this whole time for for leo when he's been dating these women and like notoriously breaking up with them when they hit 25 they don't get past 25 Mm -hmm. you see all his girlfriends and he's broken up either on the year they turn 25 or before um but i've always thought well it's two consenting adults dating what you know that's none of my business and i think it's still none of my business they're still two consenting adults but now you're at the point where this i think she's still a child right mentally probably she graduated via zoom uh because of the you know pandemic that was a few years ago where she graduated high school so wanted to like sort out what are your thoughts like is there an age gap that you're like hmm now I start questioning what what's going on in a person's head
1: well i don't it's hard because um you you could think about legally what makes someone a minor or yes not but i yes. don't know that that captures maturity and i don't know that that caps or captures potentially power dynamics that are at power play. dynamics yeah um so it's really hard to talk about this and not be judgmental you know, yeah. because like we're not there. We don't know their connection. We don't yeah. know what they're asking for each other. We don't know what kind of conversations they're having. But it does feel like um, just the life experience of a typical 19-year-old is so different in being able to know who you are, create boundaries that are healthy for yourself, be able to speak to your yeah. needs compared to somebody who's 30 years more advanced. Yeah. So like I think it's I don't know. It it doesn't again, we don't know their relationship, but it does feel like huh. Um
0: what what is that huh you're talking about? Let, let's let's see if we can does, get to that.
1: Does that 30-year gap because in and, and this hypothetical situation, but for anybody, when someone's still a teenager um in a 30-year dating gap, does that open up more likelihood that they might there might be an unintentional power imbalance Mm. again because like they it's hard I'm still learning how to speak to my needs and my boundaries yeah Um, but I'm doing that with a partner that has similar life experience and so I never feel like you have a a leg up yeah and and not necessarily that even if somebody has a leg up they're going to abuse that but there's just the potential for it so it just makes you or made me be like um. and then it to your point like how much does one year matter if she's 19 or 20 if she was 17 well now legally that yeah. opens up doors but like what's the difference between 17 18 exactly
0: and right so it's just
1: it, it opens up interesting
0: that's a very good point me. yeah well 19 she's good to go and one thing about leo is his girlfriends as far as i know have never come out and said he's done terrible things during I've the relationship he i mean he seems to be keeping it above the legal age so you know something to give credit for because there's other folks who have not but it's it's getting to the point with leo um and with anyone in that shoes same position where does it feel a little creepy now is there a certain creepiness factor that is now since his age is nearly 50 um where you're like hmm yeah i always thought it was a little weirdish but now it's becoming creepy like what if he continues doing that and now in 10 years he's also now dating a 19 year old at that time like would that now be officially a creepy thing so there is there an age where the creep comes in and says okay now you've crossed into the creep territory
1: i guess i would have questions like um with a couple any other couple in that similar makeup yeah if you have a history like that where it's never somebody older than 25 it's not like you happen to have this really special connection with someone you didn't plan you're a yeah, plan. Yeah. that might be a different situation that's too. a good point but like when you're continuously seeking out this particular age range and it's so different from your own aside from like there's obvious like mm-hmm. th- these women are beautiful and mm-hmm. um, maybe they're a little bit freer in their lives because mm-hmm. what they're looking for in their lives might be different yeah. Yeah. than um, other stages of life and that's an assumption too, but what is it about that age range that keeps you coming in? And are you opposed to somebody who's closer in age range to you? And why would that be? Those would be my questions. Should he care to talk to me? about
0: I I agree. Um, So we were looking at a graph um, that shows uh, Leonardo's like it's a graph of Leonardo's age increasing right, and it's a linear line, and then his girlfriend's uh like the age of his girlfriends and every like three or four years it like kind of resets he starts off in the twenties right he ends in twenty five so the age he seeks is that like nineteen twenty year old range and when he was twenty four when he was you know 30 35 okay all right you still maybe feel a little young you feel like a young adult now you're 40 now you're 42 44 49 and you're still seeking that prim- like that 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 19 20 year old age um now to your points like hmm why? why
1: is that what you seek
0: yes why is that what you seek um and it just i don't know it, it, there is i think there is an age gap where people become more like mm, that's weird and now it's like okay i won't i don't want this guy near my daughter or near my niece or whomever right uh, I think Leonardo's at that point, or just getting to that point.
1: Oh yeah, if there was somebody that age that was um, interested in my oldest niece, I would have problems. You would with have
0: that. questions. Yeah, yeah. What if like it was a rich movie star?
1: I would have even more questions and concerns.
0: Yeah, I think it, I think we're getting to that point with Leo, and I wonder if like, he's aware of that. And I mean, maybe he's like, "Hey, I'm living my life." I'm an adult. I am engaging with adults, so it is what it is. And like he never really addresses it publicly, but
1: which he shouldn't have to. But isn't it interesting that this is such a conversation topic that somebody put together? This, 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 yeah. this is actually a really well done chart. That's it's a, a
0: very well kind of done chart. Yeah, um, you can find it on the Insider, so Insider.com. Well, I'm not going to give you the, the link, but just look at uh, uh, Leo's girlfriend Reddit chart. Google that or put it in chat GPT <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> and, it, <laughs> and it'll pro- produce that chart for you. And you'll see, wow, that is weird. Um, so to, to sort of, well, by the way, also we, we, we were looking at like large age gaps. This is just fascinating. Um what's his name? Um Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. He's married to someone who is how many years his I think there's a
1: thirty-nine year.
0: Thirty-nine course. year gap between Dennis Quaid and his now wife. I do not know how old Dennis Quaid is, but it doesn't matter in this case. Because I'm gonna give a real example that I think is gonna take you, the listener, like, whoa. What? Um, I am 36 now, right? I'm just going to go out there and tell you my age. 36-year-old. This means if I were Dennis Quaid, my wife is still three years from being born. Oh, yeah. My wife is, one, not born yet, and two, three years away from being born.
1: Yeah, that puts it puts in an
0: interesting perspective. That puts it in squarely creep territory. Squarely. Well, well. Imagine me carrying like I I know it could be my my friend's daughter, right? And you just had a baby, and now I'm carrying her. And then in 25 years, that child is going to be my wife. That's squarely creep territory. That
1: that does feel uncomfortable to think about that. But I think like assuming. If you're both adults, like, again, both consenting, you're yeah. both healthy for one another. I think that's possible. But that brings out curiosities for me for couples that have that much of a.
0: Yeah. Like, what do you have in common? Yeah.
1: You have the, like what you know about life, what's important to you at that stage. You're very different stages. And that doesn't mean you can't be compatible. But I just think that introduces another element of potential complexity. And relationships are hard enough as it is. So yeah. I, I would have questions around does does yeah. that come up or not? Yeah, Um, when someone's not feeling like they have to defend that, because I'm sure folks in that situation have to defend have to defend defend it. Yeah,
0: and I want to actually take back my words about creep. I think there's a distinction. Um, There's the pattern that Leonardo shows, and maybe two people found each other and they just fell in love, and love is or age is just a number to them, right? That could be the Dennis Quaid situation. Mm -hmm. Um, I just. Well, I mean, I'm not exposed to the real world as, you know, I can't be because I live in my world and there's just so much real world out there. But what I see are these rich men who are doing this most. So there is.
1: That element becomes entangled as though, is that part of it? Exactly. Or is that happenstance?
0: Exactly. Is it part of it or is it happenstance?
1: I would be curious, like if somebody has uh, their own experience or they're just close to a couple that does have a larger age gap, what are the misconceptions that you think exist yeah. I would, like tell oh, that'd us. be good. I would love to hear that yeah what are the um things that people assume about those couples like maybe some of the assumptions we're making that it's like check yourself yeah here's what you need to know yeah. or here's what you don't need to know yeah um we're never asked to like n- make our relationship um
0: Makes sense for folks
1: yes thank you
0: yes thank you yeah we don't because oh well yeah it's two mid folks in their mid-30s of course and it's just natural mm-hmm. um whereas people with larger age gaps do go through some judge judgment which i clearly did today i'm i'm owning that
1: well i did it too
0: yeah uh, but that
1: makes me think if if you had been born 20 years before i was and we met Would we still connect the way we do or is our connection also based upon some shared experiences with being in similar stages having experienced something same things at the same ages like things that are happening in life covid we were the same age when we went through covid like i would really be curious if if we were born 20 years Uh, uh, different apart if
0: we would still connect yeah that's that's um let me go get my time machine and let's test it out (laughs) uh all right uh so in uh, just to end this segment um what's the what's the middle ground here how did we sort it out
1: i would not feel comfortable with that that's not going to be my pattern yeah um so and if,
0: you wouldn't be comfortable with your daughter
1: or, or niece yeah um i would i would feel the need to protect somebody i would have a lot of questions if gotcha. i could feel comfortable with it
0: what if it was your uh, nephew or Same. You, it, the the gender no. it doesn't make a difference. Okay, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think I would have questions in both scenarios, but probably a little bit more questions if it was an older male and a younger female.
1: I, okay, now that you say this, I actually think not that one is more okay or not, but one one hits me differently. An older female if there was like a 30 age gap between a female and a male some research shows that boys mature at a different rate than girls so then then i would really be like really what yeah. do you yeah you tell me more about what you have in common which is probably not fair that's probably a bias i have um but actually i'm responding differently to yeah. that I'm kind of recognizing that in the moment
0: that's a good point uh the maturity levels of or the maturity speed i don't know how else to put it but okay um i think we've sorted out that we would have questions we understand that there are sometimes in life you meet someone that's just a different age than you but gets you and that's going to be your partner and we understand that but when it's when there's a pattern or when it's you know someone clearly with more power than another person uh we start asking questions like what's going on here what's going on here okay um so moving on to the meat and taters of this special valentine's day episode should i release it on valentine's day we that would be a tuesday it's a Mon- no monday we should release it
1: no maybe somebody will listen to this and then they'll go on a date on valentine's day and they'll have a really good conversation. <laughs> a good conversation yes
0: it. uh we're going to release it in the name of love on monday the day before <laughs> on day. um moving on to the meat and taters um so we sort of previewed this a few weeks ago talking about renewable marriage contracts we did some research again 15 minutes and now we're going to talk about it so i'm going to set the premise up so right now as marriages are constructed you sign the marriage and it's a marriage for life Until one of you decides, or both of you, that you don't want to continue in the marriage. So, you go through a divorce process. Um, So, it's an opt-out process. Once you're in, you have to Mm opt-out, okay? Um, And we said, why don't we flip it on its head as a conversation and see if, are there advantages to an opt-in process, meaning that... You, when you get married, agree to a, let's say, a 10-year marriage where at the end of those 10 years, you either agree to renew the marriage officially and contractually or you don't. I mean, you both have to sign or you don't, and that's officially the end of the marriage. So no divorce proceedings, none of that. You didn't renew the contract. You didn't get to go on um and then we started thinking about the implications of all that so that's kind of what we want to discuss um did i set that up right correct correctly lmk
1: yeah i think so and this is definitely one of those topics where this came up the first time i had heard about this idea was probably a year ago i was um having lunch with somebody and they mentioned it casually Uh, and i was like that actually makes a lot of sense and my reaction at the time Made me think like, wow, I'm a different person. If you had asked me this question ten years ago or five yeah, years yeah. ago, I would have had a totally different reaction than I do today. And some people might argue that's good or bad or why the reason for that is, but I definitely think differently about that. You
0: do. You, I'm, I'm yeah. I'm surprised that you even are willing to have the conversation around <laughs> renewable marriage contracts because. I would have thought you said no that's ridiculous it goes against the idea of marriage and all that so um, yeah and well it's interesting because you and I are engaged and are (laughs) going to be married and so far as I know it's going to be a traditional marriage where we are signing a marriage where with no expiration date Um, but I do want us to maybe answer is that something that we would do should that option be available I don't even think it's legally available anywhere but anyway. Um, so, a few things you have to think about as you think about a renewable marriage contract. One, um, how long do you make the marriage contract, right? Um, depending on how long you set it, right, could be different implications. Two, now you have to sort of uh, agree on what a separation would look like before the separation takes place. So knowing that the contract is going to terminate in x years you have to divide things up and you would want to have that you know ironed out in the contract so you don't because then it's a divorce at that point if you don't iron it out so you would think you want to iron it out um and then three it's like depending on where you both are in your lives like what are the things that you're considering as you you know as the termination the expiration date comes or the renewal date we should call it the renewal date is approaching what are you what are the things that you're considering based on where you are in life um, so let's start off with one if this were a thing what do you think is the number of years that would be would give you a good opportunity to successful marriage at least for the duration of that contract
1: Well, I think, okay, before I settle on a number. Yes. The reasons why I think that this could be a valuable tool for some couples, I don't think it should be forced on anybody. Yes. But I think previously I thought this whole notion, when you get married, you get married aiming for a permanent. um, Yes. A permanent relationship. And I'm not opposed to divorce. I think that divorce sometimes is necessary in order to keep both individuals um, healthy and moving forward and evolving in the way they want and need. Yes. Yes. So I, be, I believe in divorce in some situations. I also believe um, that for me, marriage is, you're looking for a permanent connection. Yes. So those...
0: Life li- lifelong.
1: Lifelong. Mm-hmm. So those things are true for me. And so originally, like I said, asked me this 10 years ago, and I'm like, no, then, then it's not, you're not planning for a permanent thing. But for me, it's less about um, like having this opportunity to opt out easily. But more about the notion that sometimes we take each other for granted yes um we you know so many conversations have happen about once you're married like things start to change because it's like i got this but this is my person and that's a beautiful thing to have the commitment and know that's your person but sometimes that means we forget to appreciate one another it means we forget to try it means we start to put our other priorities first because those aren't quote guaranteed things yeah. in our lives yeah and so for me this is less about the opt-out and more about how it shifts our thinking that no I if, if I don't step up and and treat my partner with the same respect that I did That's when we were point. dating when we were engaged yes they might not be interested in being my partner and I, I'm i not gonna take it for granted that they're definitely in until like something really bad happens like no I want them to want it um, every day and bad days will happen and there's gonna be yes ups and downs. there will be yep. there's absolutely gonna be ups and downs but am I still stepping up and my partner wants to be there um, And not just because like, oh my gosh, divorce is really hard and it's Mm -hmm. expensive and time consuming, but like, no, if if they would choose me again right now. And so for me, it's more about that concept and keeping that prime Mm. in my thinking, because I think that is just a, a very good reminder about prioritizing my partner and prioritizing that we're evolving as a couple and we're evolving as individuals and life around us is evolving. And so that means something that di- I might need to show up differently at different stages to still be the partner that I want to be and that my partner needs me to be.
0: So what I'm hearing here is that um you believe that in a situation where you do sign up for this renewable marriage contract or renewable marriage that the couple will be more incentivized to pay attention to each other and you know be committed to each other because they know that hey that my partner now has an opportunity to very easily say i don't want this anymore and that's two years away uh is that kind of what you were trying to get at
1: i think so because if i if i think i don't know and maybe shame on me for this but that that kind of pushes me to think about um what is the experience of my partner with me at this point in their life and hopefully people are thinking about that anyway i hope i would Mm -hmm. with or without a renewable marriage contract Mm -hmm. but i think it just centers that and makes you more mindful of um your partner's experience and so i think that that can help with the natural trials and tribulations um and we get comfortable and we get used to each other i think that that can help you potentially Overrides some of those natural tendencies.
0: I hear you, I hear you. And just to, for the listeners, um, when we talk about the renewable marriage contract, it's the same as a marriage, right? You get all the legal protections, all the benefits, taxes, everything that you bring into the household is supposed to be fit, all of that is the same. It's just now, you know, it'll be over unless you decide to agree to renew um so nothing no different in that if folks are like hmm just what does this change for you know how we split assets and all that it's like no you're still married and you're still you know the state will still consider you married for as long as it goes um but yeah i to your point about you know hey maybe this is an incentive to keep your partner top of mind isn't it also true that it could put you in the other way where like uh two years away I can gut it out but I'm not gonna do this anymore so you kind of now you don't have an incentive because I don't have to be with this person forever and I don't have to go through the painful divorce so I'll just coast till the end kind of like at a job where like oh I'm almost done at the end of my contract or like a football player just like packs it in the last season do you think that could be an implication
1: I think that could and I think that's probably um, a fear for a lot of people or concern and I think that's valid but it also makes me think if I'm with somebody who's in that headspace that they're like whatever two more years and I'm done so I'll just ride this out and then I can be free of this if we didn't have that renewable contract if it was a traditional marriage and that's where they're at with me I don't want them to be with me and have that mentality I don't want them to miss out on Finding a partner who does fulfill them and don't don't waste my time if you don't want to be with me don't don't fool me like that give me space to find a partner or live Mm -hmm. a life where i am getting that from someone yeah so i think that's a valid concern but for me it's like but it would be a concern in a traditional marriage anyway and i don't think this creates that if you're looking to get out or if it's like no i don't want to repeat it this is just your chance to do it yeah um i don't think this creates that and if it does create that like actually i'm not sure i want to be in this great. I'm glad we had this conversation because I'm not interested yeah, and in and, and either yeah. person being in a marriage they don't want to be in.
0: They don't want to be in. Good, good point. Um, now, years. Let's say we start off our marriage on a renewable contract. What do you think the timeline should be? Five years seven years like our um who's that person who said the secret to marriage is revisiting every seven years
1: yeah it's a gentleman who was helping us with the when we were selling the car
0: oh that's true um was his name greg i can't remember uh very nice gentleman yeah he was married he's been married for like 40 years or something we asked him what's the secret because we're also we're about to get married and he's like the seven-year rule. Every seven years, you make sure that you check in and that you prioritize your partner. So maybe a seven-year contract. What about 10 years? Is 15 years too long? If you had to decide, if we were forced into one, what would you think the appropriate number of years would be?
1: I feel like you kind of gave me an answer because I didn't have this before you said that. But I was like, you know, like seven-year itch. There's oh, yeah, like a yeah, movie yeah. and okay. there's just that notion. So and maybe I and I think there is something about I I don't know this for sure I did not read this but I think that there is something too maybe some research about like the pattern of seven years and how comfortable you get or how much change happens so I don't know that for sure but I'm somewhere between five and ten maybe seven
0: five and ten maybe seven
1: what would you say
0: yeah I would say somewhere between five and ten probably closer to five than ten um i think that's just good enough in 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 a time where in five years you can grow a lot as a person you can you know you could be in a different headspace you could be um you know just thinking of different ways to live your life um and i think five years gives you that you know enough time to explore all that and every five years you can revisit but i'll be okay with seven if you say seven yeah i think we can do seven you know uh, five years is a normal length of a car loan <laughs> oh no why,
1: why doesn't this come back to cars
0: <laughs> uh because i don't want to treat my marriage like i treat my car loans because i'm always switching to a new car <laughs> yeah
1: let's let's actually can we talk about that more let's, let's talk about that
0: how does that make it uh, to something faster and more exciting no i'm sorry no. I'm, I'm not leonardo dicaprio <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, um, I think seven years. I think seven years is appropriate. I w- w- what that gentleman uh said to us. I think he's he knows something that we don't know. And if he says every seven years check in with your partner, I think maybe that's the length of a marriage contract. And in seven years you and I revisit, probably a little bit earlier than that, so we can start getting ready if it's we're deciding not to, but um is this something we want to continue?
1: Well, it also makes me think, does this have to be like an either or thing? Um, mm. it, its a, I know it's a little bit more formal if you agree to like, okay, this is like to do that renewable contract. I know that's yeah. not legal, but yeah. you could formalize it. But what would it take to have the same mentality with or without the contract? Good point. Like in seven years, um, maybe we didn't sign this contract, but. Would you still choose this? Are you getting what you That's need? That's a good question. And do we ask each other that enough in relationships? Wow. Um, and can you take the essence of this without the risk that some people feel with a renewable contract? Like, is there something we can pull? Just pull the good from it. If the contract the good feels a little yeah. bit too much, pull the conversation and pull the, pull the, because also in reading those articles, it was talking about, be, it gives you a chance to be clear about what you need from a partner in this yes. stage of your life. Yes. Um, and. I don't know how many couples have a chance to have that those concrete conversations and recognizing, okay, we're moving into retirement phase. What does that mean for how often we're interacting, for what resources we have, for how our priorities have shifted, how we're spending our time together. Maybe it's like a middle ground. Maybe you don't need the contract to get the best part of this.
0: That's true. I think the best part, you as you mentioned, is actually revisiting um and maybe you do it free, more frequent than seven years five years maybe every year you check in on each other and say hey how's this going um, but have that review with your partner I'm like okay now we've grown this much what are you thinking about the future do you see me as part of your future in what way do you see me as part of your future in same way I can have that conversation with you but since renewable contracts aren't a thing I think you can make it happen, but they're not really a thing. You can still take the essence of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And if either of you says, you know what, maybe it's not my thing, then you, you go through a formal divorce process. But I think it's important to check in. We get stuck on the idea that marriage is lifelong and forever. That, well, if we don't get to forever, it's a failed marriage. And it's not. Like people get married and divorce all the time and they did beautiful things while they were married it may have ended badly and and you know with pain uh involved in it heartbreak but there's a lot of good things that they might have done and that, like that marriage had a lot of successful things about it um so maybe we should get out of the notion that hey i didn't make it to forever I didn't die next to this person, so my marriage failed. It's like, well, it was successful for as long as it needed to be.
1: And I I know like, religion can play into that. There's a lot of factors that might change how people view that. But I actually, I very much agree with what you're saying. Because if I think about what marriage means to me, and if I want to honor what I understand of marriage, to me, a failed marriage would be when you no longer are able to be in relationship with a person and love them and appreciate them and fulfill their needs and have your needs fulfilled if that stops being true but you force it
0: you're still married then
1: it, it's like you're married that's a failed mom. marriage to me to me and yes. i know others might not agree yeah. with that but it's i also think about when you make a commitment to someone when you love them you want what's best for them and you're also expecting they want what's best for you yeah. if i'm no longer what's best for you then living up to my vows of loving you might mean stepping away yeah and to me that's not failure that's actually the harder version um and, and there's all different scenarios that come into play, and 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 being honest about those feelings or having those conversations. But I think you're right. Like, mm-hmm. what's a failed marriage? What's um, a failed marriage? just yeah. because people are together um, until until one or both of them they no longer away, are. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, if they pass away at the same time. Yeah. Like, but they are not happy if they don't love each other anymore. It's, does that mean? What does that mean? And. Maybe it's up to each couple to determine what a failed marriage is or is not. Maybe that should be part of vows. Let's be clear about what we mean here.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Um, The other implication of uh, if there was to be a renewable contract is that, should neither of you decide, either of you decide not to resign, um, there has to be, well, a separation process. Um, I think if you're going to go the renewable marriage, route renewable marriage contract you probably need to have those things agreed upon you know before you get married like this is if we have children how we're going to split the children the custody um assets what how we're going to split what we come in with what we're going to split what we you know created together all of those things right everything that you do in a divorce court you agree to it ahead of time And I think that's one of the benefits of renewable contracts because now you're negotiating with somebody or agreeing on the separation terms when you're still liking each other, when you still love each other. Um, And that is a total different um, dynamic, uh, a negotiation dynamic than one where... You know hey this person cheating on me i'm gonna like try to make his or her life as miserable as possible through this process because they st- they did this to me um you you have the advantage of doing this while both of you are in each other's good graces
1: you know when you phrase it like that that i actually saw it differently i was like that actually is probably a healthier way because you know maybe somebody's angry and so they're, they're resentful they want to stick it to somebody but also maybe somebody's so uninvested in the relationship Th- that the same thing, that they're not being thoughtful, they're not taking mm. care of that person anymore. And so that is kind of a like positive reframe for me. Like, oh, that's, that's choosing that if this does not work, here's how we want this yeah. to be handled for each other when we are making those decisions out of love.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yes. But then it's also really similar to a prenup. Uh, in some ways, yes. Which, which I think my ideas on a prenup have evolved too. Mm-hmm. A prenup has never been something that's part of my world where it's been necessary. So I have a, a very one sided, mm-hmm. and I used to think that's so offensive. Like if you feel like you're you can't trust this partner about how you might separate, then why are you choosing them for life? Um, that was my mentality for a long time, but I think, I think I'm starting to understand that differently. Yeah. So for this. I actually see this as a pretty positive thing too and not like, hey, I don't actually think we're going to last So, just in case. Exactly. Here's my seatbelt for the relationship. Um, I think it's real and I think it's it, better it should to make be those decisions out of love. Than,
0: Thank you. Yeah. I, I agree with you um, 100% on that. It's better to make those decisions when, out of love than when you're angry. Um, and the reality is that Marriage is a 50-50 shot. All the statistics point to half of marriages don't last within whatever number of years. It, it's tough. It's tough. It's like two people who are individuals who are trying to be one, and sometimes it's oil and water. You ain't going to mix, um, and you find out till about way later. So you have to protect yourself in some way that should both of you go your separate ways, you can still function in this world and you still have some protection you still need to live you still need to have some sort of retirement and you still need to have some sort of a nest egg that's not tied to another human being um so i do see the benefits of prenups um that hopefully protects fo- both folks right uh, but in this context I'd say it's just two people with the same sort of wealth coming in same sort of level of income no one's way ahead of the other person it it just gives you a good opportunity to you know at the end of the seven years both of you had agreed to the terms and it where you were in a much better space and being more consider considerate of each other mm-hmm. and not doing things out of spite and anger mm-hmm. so there's a lot of benefits to it so now to the moment of truth LMK, as we're running out of time um and I want—I'm going to answer the question the same thing, same way. I'm going to ask you: Should I propose a renewable contract for our upcoming marriage?
1: And I'm not answering questions about our relationship. Um, that's no, really but personal. What I would say is, I absolutely think that this could be a helpful tool okay. in relationships. <laughs> um.
0: So I can't answer it either
1: you can but (laughs) one thing was i thought we were talking about topics in general but um some things are really private and some things are are sacred
0: yeah but well one that's not a possibility we we can't have a renewable contract right the marriage is the marriage and you can't this is not a thing so our approach would be hey we should check in on each other which is a healthy thing to do it's not a bad thing but if someone okay not me just a. Typical general human being who's about to marry you propose that to you.
1: I would not be offended by that. If, as, I would be curious about. Tell me more about. Okay. Where that comes from. Tell me why that's a part of the proposal for you. Tell me what you need and want out of that, and to make sure it aligns with how I'm understanding it. But I would not be offended. I actually, okay. think it's very thoughtful about yeah. supporting a of the
0: other person. Yeah, I, I, and same thing. I like. I haven't thought about it personally for myself. What I would do, like. Hmm. I can see the benefits of it, but what are the downsides? Uh, I've mentioned this to a work colleague. He's like, "Well, what about the sanctity of marriage?" And um, it's it's a whole way, a whole new world of or a whole new way of doing marriage, right? It, although marriage is a man made institution, we can do it however we want. It's a completely different way of how we've traditionally done it. So, would I, should a general person, wink, wink, okay, uh, propose that? Um, I don't, you know, I don't know. I would have to ask questions like, what do you think? What, what, what's the reasoning behind this? And then ask myself, is that something that I would be willing to do knowing that in seven years I have to revisit this and make another, like continue making this decision? Um, so I don't know for myself, but um, I like like you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take offense to that. I wouldn't think like, oh, this person's not committed to me or anything. I,
1: one of my key questions would also be, because it would be important to me, I would not marry someone even if it was a renewable contract if I did not believe there was a bright future for a permanent relationship. Like if I was like, this is a five-year kind of marriage, you're like, I'm in for five years. and then Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That That's not my that, stuff. That, that, that's not that, how yeah. I approach it. So um, even with a renewable contract, I'd be looking for that permanent partnership. I'd, I'd be wanting to build towards of that. Of course. And yeah. think of it as a tool to build towards that as opposed to a tool that... Just creates a short term so I'd want to know if that's in line with their thinking or if they're like no actually I'd like to have a couple different five-year marriages I think that's going to be how I grow
0: that would be yes you would want to have that conversation that that might be use it
1: that way their
0: thing um I, I for me should renewal marriages like in an alternative world be the thing I don't think the idea of a lifelong marriage takes a hit like that's the goal The goal is for us to make it to the end. I want to have a partner to be with, to uh, be part of my life till I'm no longer here. So I wouldn't think of it as, you know, any less of a. That would be my approach. Still, my approach is to have a partner for life, um, and where we just check in every X number of years. That would be the approach I take, but. Yeah, if folks are like, mm, "This is a good opportunity to try different things," then you don't have to get married in the first place. You can just do that outside of marriage. Uh, marriage is a there's still a sanctity to it that um, comes with with that. And if you're
1: a- but see that's so interesting because we're doing what we just said. Maybe people should explore what a healthy marriage, what failed marriage. What what if you're thinking about sanctity in marriage? Yeah. If we're re exploring that to someone else, it might be like I don't I th- I think there's sanctity in my four four five year marriages. That's true. I uh, you know, I honored that's that true. person. I was committed to that person. That's not how I see it either. But yeah. that's interesting because I think we're doing what we just encourage folks to explore. Oops.
0: <laughs> we're sorting it out. Okay. Um we are approaching time. Um uh, so we I think we sorted out that hey i think
1: it could be a healthy tool
0: i think it could be a very healthy tool could be the way of the future um and um yeah but but also there's ways to replicate that idea without actually do you know because mm-hmm. it's not a thing without actually having a real contract well you just check in on your partner right check in and, and hopefully have a strong enough relationship where you can have those conversations and be okay with the outcome of the conversation, right? Cause mm-hmm. one thing's having the conversation, the other thing's like, was that conversation the way I wanted it to go? And
1: yeah, following up on what that conversation yeah. has helped you understand.
0: Exactly, <laughs> you are like, oh great, we had that conversation. So we're still in this forever. Like, oh, I said I didn't want to anymore. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was an interesting episode. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs>
0: I said, it's I don't a guy too anymore. I don't want to anymore. Um no thanks. <laughs> no thanks, Tom Hanks. <laughs> um okay. Um so we're moving on to the book of questions. Bling. Um we couldn't uh just randomly pick one because it's got to be a relationship theme one, but I did find one. Um that and you don't know. I'm, now I'm the one asking the question. Uh, you don't know about this one. Um, but if you had to the question is, if you had to marry someone or if you're going to marry someone, which you are <laughs> would you prefer they be better looking than you or smarter than you? And you can only be one.
1: And they have to be one?
0: They have to be one. And only one. They can either be smarter than you or better looking than
1: you. Okay. Okay. I think i have a pretty quick answer on this one do you yeah
0: oh uh, shoot okay go ahead
1: smarter um i want to be with a partner that helps me grow and, and gives me feedback and helps me become a better person and is open to that for me um so i'm hoping hopefully it's not such a like an intelligence gap that they're like uh it's really hard to talk to you lauren because like, you're
0: can so you, slow can you keep up, <laughs> so Hopefully,
1: it's not that much um but yeah absolutely a partner who's smarter than me that's uh, intelligence is attractive, and I I would want to grow, and that seems like a place where wow. I could learn and grow from that person. What what's your answer? Wait wait wait! What's your response to my answer first?
0: Response to your answer: Someone that's smarter than you. Um, well, you failed at that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's not true. That's not true.
0: Uh-uh. <laughs> well, no, you're right. We we I think we're we're very smart people, and we're smart in different ways. Um. Uh, so. What do I think about your answer? Yeah, I think it makes sense that that's the answer you would give. You want to be with somebody.
1: Wait, wait can we just? Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That that's an answer for you. I no. love that for you. I love that for you. No, no,
0: no, no. no. <laughs> well, it's more about like you are less superficial than your average person. So I didn't think you were going to pick something that like you know. Well, who cares if that person is quote unquote more attractive than me? Um, so you are, you know, you're, you're more attracted to those intangibles that you don't quite see about a person. And I think being smarter, I don't know, this might sound terrible and I might have to edit it out, but like, I think makes you just a better human being overall, the smarter you are, the more knowledgeable, the more you like are interested in learning yeah. and not just like. You were born with a hierarchy, but like, yeah, it
1: depends on how we're measuring intelligence, yeah, because there's a lot of really smart people that it's like, huh, you understand some concepts, but you don't understand yeah,
0: no, there's some the really world evil you smart people, but,
1: yeah. but I get what you mean, I you know really what I mean, mean. I, mean yeah.
0: I hope the listeners also don't make me look at me as a jerk, but if you try to better yourself and you try to be a lifelong learner, and i'm I'm going to say that's smarts right, book smart and you. Just looking for more knowledge. I don't know. You, you, I think you tend to be just a, a wiser, more um, compassionate person.
1: Someone said this this week, and I didn't ask their permission to repeat this, so I won't say their name. But um, they pointed out to me that sometimes we focus on knowledge as being like the pivotal thing to achieve, and that's what we celebrate, when actually perhaps in this day and age where we have access to so much information, that judgment would be the pivotal thing to achieve, like having good judgment, mm. whatever that means. So it, it just makes me think about what do we good mean by judgment, intelligence. Yeah. So, but anyway, that's a that's, that's a, a good one. Bar, but.
0: That's a good one. Um. So no, it makes sense. I, I think you're right. Um. I probably would also pick someone that's smarter than me. Um, probably. Probably.
1: What What makes you be a little bit not one hundred percent about that?
0: Uh, selfishly i want to be the smarter person
1: <laughs> so it's really more, so okay when you're thinking about this so that yeah that, what like that person have but it's more like i would yeah to, like, like you, it's, tell me why you want to be the smarter it's person. more
0: about um I, I don't know i'll have to explore that i i don't know what about being the smarter person in a relationship is more appealing i gotta really explore that internally I, I you have a theory love,
1: no okay I would love for you to explore that let me explore that,
0: that and get yeah. back to you privately probably
1: <laughs> <laughs> no because i don't think that's a bad thing but i think that's telling that's it's telling about yourself. Yeah.
0: yeah yeah especially
1: because you just talked about how valuable you find intelligence
0: i do find it very and so as you're yeah. thinking
1: about in a in a partnership if one of you is going to have more of that really valuable thing yeah. you would like it to be you
0: yeah and i always preach about like, especially like the work saying, like, I don't want to be this if I'm a leader of a team, I don't want to be the smartest person in that team because like I feel my job at hiring talent, right? Because everyone's not as smart as me, right? So, I would probably want that to say the same to be in the relationship I want someone to at least be as smart as me, maybe in our relationship. Wait,
1: wait, wait, but I think you just said the op. Am I understanding you right? Did you just, because you were talking about in the workplace, like you would expect that you have people on your team that are smarter than you and you would find that to be a value add because you're yeah. hiring for that intelligence.
0: That's but what I was a pointing a out, the, oh, the, the okay, contradiction. Okay, I'm because in, I'm thinking about in the relationship, like, hmm, what about the relationship? Why do I want to be the smarter one? It doesn't make sense with my philosophy about the work environment um and i don't know what what benefit is there I, I just it just came to me i don't know why my brain is thinking hmm, maybe you should be the smarter one in the relationship and the other person being the better looking one um but no i no i, I would not pick better looking i think i'd pick smarter still like yeah maybe i'm not the smarter one but i if she's smarter than me, then we are a very, very smart group of people,
1: <laughs> and oh so humble oh <laughs> so
0: humble um so I would say I would say I'd probably pick someone that's smarter than me it can we, we uh, like we can help me think about the future better, make wise investment decisions, um, all sorts of things that you know a smarter person than I can help can help me um as we're building a life together they can Uh, help
1: you sort it out we can (laughs) what
0: can help can help me sort it out i see what you did i see what you did wasn't that clever but it was it was clever it was very clever (laughs) um so we both agreed we would pick a partner that's smarter than each other Mm -hmm. okay good (laughs) (laughs) i think our minds are in the right place there um, okay, well, that is, we went an hour today, but I think this was a really, really great episode. Um, I really enjoyed um, the topics today. And me too, me the, too. The, the, the specialness of this episode. Um, if you have any questions, any comments, any viewpoints, any topics you want to discuss, uh, please feel free to email us at uh, sort it sortitoutatsilverlandproductions.com. Um, we are excited to get any feedback we can on the show. We know our listeners are growing, um, are con- every week we get more and more listeners. So pretty, pretty cool that people are interested in hearing what we have to say.
1: But it would be even cooler. We do appreciate people taking the time to listen, <laughs> but we want to hear from you. We want to make this uh, yes. a collective conversation. So we'd love if you'd be willing to take time to just share your thoughts, your questions or yes. your viewpoint.
0: Yes. Um, and with that, I hope that you all have a wonderful uh, Valentine's Day, whether it's with somebody or you, you know, on your own, whomever it may be, um, you know, treat yourself, treat yourself and have a, have a good Valentine's Day and a good week. Um, and don't forget to get your steps in and drink your water. <laughs> I'll see you on the next one. Sorting It Out is a Silverland Productions podcast. You can catch this and future episodes on your favorite podcast streaming service or at our website at silverlandproductions.com.